Hello, everyone. Welcome. Pastor Deborah here, and we are going to have another class lesson reading, another portion of this wonderful, wonderful letter that was dictated to me years and years ago from out of the realm of the spirit, from the very heart of agape love himself. What's its title? My Dear Spiritual Child Letter. From me, Agape Love himself. We were learning that there was no distance too great for this love, this heart, this heavenly father to travel to you, to reach you, and to touch you. So you would learn about him. And that is what this letter is about. I want to say thank you to Zoom for providing the way to record this for you. To YouTube for putting it up on their program, their social media platforms that you can watch years and years later. And thank you to Twitter for being there as a social media outlet so others can hear right and linkedin for allowing me to place these videos on it these are wonderful social media platforms and god is working through them but you have to know that and you have to be blessing the owners the creators because mm -hmm. sometimes this message from a loving father they don't want to hear but he wants to touch them and he wants to reach them with his love. So this is beginning part or lesson or episode number 12 of this wonderful, wonderful letter that was dictated to me right from the heart of a heavenly father. He had me write it out. Then I put it in notebooks, decorated it, mailed it out, gave it out freely. I even sent teddy bears with it. Let me show you the teddy that I used to send out with this letter. Yeah, I used to send them to witches and warlocks and high priests and priestesses and counts over in England. Mm -hmm. And to those that own the heavy metal bands and the musicians themselves. I was a busy person in my earlier years. Reaching, reaching out to you. And now this new way, of course, I don't think it's very new, but I only discovered it a few years ago. And I've had to learn how to talk to the camera and see you. Yeah, I'm in my living room, my own home. That's right. But really, I'm out in the realm of the spirit in the Garden of Eden here on planet Earth, where our spirits can all come together with all the living creatures of the garden and hear his words, be in his presence. That's right. Let me get the teddy for you, okay? Here he is. This is my sweet love teddy. Can you see he's got a heart? I would send this out with this letter to many, many people, telling them that somebody they don't know yet is trying to reach them. 
and talk to them and love on them. Love was a hard subject for many of them because their love that they had known were earthly, sensual, demonic. And it was abusive and horrible and betrayed them. They only knew mothers of darkness and fathers who abused them. That's all. They were in child pornography, abandoned, rejected by their birth parents. Some of them, this one precious young man. Let me put Teddy down. His name was Gavin. His mother sold him to a high priest when he was about three months old. Because she didn't want him. And he took that little baby and he raised it with his own son named Hans. And Hans became the mother and the father to Gavin. And they're still together today. They're grown young men. And they're both saved. They got saved as children. A lot of stories about Hans and Gavin that you'll learn about as we work through the website and all of the stories that are on it. These were precious people, precious, precious ones that Agape Love reached out to and touched. So we're going to begin part number 12. That's right. And once again, we want to give a big thank you to Pixabay. They have provided freely this motion video. Mm -hmm. A creator created it. And if you want, are interested in getting them, you go to Pixabay and you go into the video section. And there it is. So thank you, Pixabay. And I will be working through the King James Bible. We're going to be in a verse. of a, We're going to be in the book called Isaiah. We're going to be working through Isaiah 61 and then Isaiah 62. And it is called the Father's Heart, the Father's Desires, and the Father's Prophetic Words to You, All of Humanity. Mm -hmm. Many of you have never heard these words, never heard him talking to you directly. But this letter is going to help you. So we're going to begin this part, number 12, where we left off. We had just started Isaiah 61 and had, and had finished verse number one. But before we begin, what does Pastor Deborah always do? That's right. Pray. It's so important before you study or you start thinking that you ask this Heavenly Father to give you the Holy Spirit. He is a spiritual teacher that will help your spirit to understand spiritual things that you don't yet know. Now, your soul can be taught by the ways of the world, and it will learn things, but not spiritual things. Only the spirit can learn this. Then it passes on, transfers that knowledge to the soul. And your soul that's in a mess, it begins to get transformed into having new thoughts, new concepts, new principles, new ideas, new beliefs, 
And then the feelings change. Those awful, horrible memories, they will dissipate. They will be replaced with new ones. Mm -hmm. Healing will occur in that area through the spirit. And what the spirit learns, that's right. That's a powerful, powerful thing. Healing for the soul. Mm -hmm. And healing for the physical body also comes from the spirit. But the spirit, that little part of you that may still be asleep, it needs a Hebrews 4.12. And we can do that right now. Father, help them come out of that cocoon, that darkness. Rebirth them as a new creature of the light. Let the fireworks be seen by the Spirit. Let all in heaven rejoice at this new birth of this spiritual being, this child that you are going to reach now with your words out of the darkness and captivity and oppression of the soul. Bring it on up, Lord, in a Hebrews 4.12. And then all of creation is excited and the fireworks will go off for you. The happiness and the joy of you coming forth out of your soul. And you're still attached, but now you can be talked to without interference of the soul and the physical body. That's usually what happens when you have dreams or some people might say visions. Mm -hmm. So welcome, welcome, little one out into the world of light. Mm -hmm. So let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit, our teacher, to help us. Father, I thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher and guide. As we learn new things about you, about us, about the realm of the Spirit, thank you for all those that chose to have a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision out of their own soul so that you could talk to them directly and that they can learn about you and your heart, your desires for them, and your prophetic words that you spoke here in Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 62. Help us all to hear you clearly, and to understand you and your great love, agape, for us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. In part number 11, we had just finished up verse 1 of Isaiah 61. Let me read it to you a little bit. Do a little review for us. Isaiah 61, verse 1. This was written by Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet, who had gotten a vision, heard from God, went to heaven himself in the realm of the Spirit, and was given these prophetic words of what was to come to all of humanity after judgment had been paid on a cross, after the penalty was done to a young man 
They call him the sacrificial lamb, the scapegoat, who would take upon himself all of humanity's sins, evilness, and perverseness that came out of the sin, the one trespass of Adam. Back in the garden, yeah. No, Adam is not here anymore. He's up in heaven. But in the garden years ago, he was given a commandment. And if you look behind you, you'll see a tree glowing, beautiful. That's the tree of life. God was told, God told him, you can eat of that tree. But that other tree right over there next to it called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch it. Don't eat from it. That commandment was given to a child, a young man named Adam, to his spirit. Adam was a living soul. His soul was alive, but it was not yet brought forth. It was his spirit that was there. The Holy Spirit was inside of him at that time. It had been breathed into him as the breath of life. Mm -hmm. So this young man was given one commandment, one rule. Don't eat of that tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you do eat of it, young man, that you disobey me, you will surely die. Now, this young man didn't know what die meant. He was just given a command. And for a long, long time, he didn't touch it. And eventually, after he worked in the garden, got things ready, and he sort of grew in his relationship with the Lord, because the Lord used to come down, walk with him, and talk with him. Some people think that the Lord actually came down, and he could see him outside of his body, but he was more inside of this young man named Adam. And they would talk and walk. They were family and partners. And there was a loving relationship between a child and a father. And the father would go away and leave the young one to be about the father's business, caring for, shepherding the living creatures here in the garden, growing and learning. And one day, the Lord said, huh, okay, you're at that age now. It's time for you to have a helpmate. The work's getting heavy. You need some help. Next level of your creation was to come. Well, God created beasts of the field and cattle and all kinds of animals, but they weren't appropriate. They were good helpers, and they could help this young man. But God was thinking of something more personal, somebody like himself, Adam, with a spirit inside called man. So God had already decided. By doing this, bringing this helpmate out of Adam, which is what he was showing us about himself. God put this young man, Adam, to sleep. This was sort of the first surgery. And he took a rib out of the young man, a physical rib that was made of the dirt, the earth of the, of the garden. And he took that rib, which was curved, and he formed a physical body from it. And he breathed life into it. 
and it too had a spirit being. And God called it woman. Woo, W-O, meant womb, W-O-M-B, man. It was going to be a woman. It was going to be the spiritual man who would have a physical body that had a womb. God needed a womb, a place where creation would develop and another physical body to, could grow in after it was conceived in the female's, the woman's body. And this was how he was going to get more Adam's spirit beings with his Holy Spirit on the earth. And this wonderful creature named woman, wombed man, and Adam would be partners in bringing forth fruit, other children with dirt bodies from the earth, from themselves, so that more spirit beings could be placed in them. This was how God was beginning to put humanity on earth between by having these two people to be the first fruit. Mm -hmm. Now we had Adam and his helpmate. Well, when God woke up Adam from his deep sleep, Adam looked with his natural eyes at this being. And he said, whoa, my helpmate is of my flesh and of my bone. She will be called wound man, woman. That's my helpmate. And what you learn as you study, when a king, that's who Adam was, when he identifies, gives a name, characteristics to something, I'm going to call you woman, a wound man, because you are of my flesh and of my bone. He told himself and gave the purposes of the helpmate to be one of flesh and bone, not a spiritual helpmate, because only his natural eyes saw a beautiful creature. So he named it woman. A lot of people say that was her name was Eve, but that's not correct. She did not get the name of Eve till after they both fell and were kicked out of the garden. And the word Eve means the mother of all that was living. The only thing that was living after their fall, their death, was the flesh, the soul, the spirit had sort of died. So here was this new creature that was given its identity, its purpose, its name, flesh and bone. And that is all it would be to the spirit. So God answered this young man and said, okay, you are the ruler down here. If that's what you name it, then that is what it will be. And because you named it that as your helpmate, then the two of you are going to get married. And you are going to leave me, your father and your mother. 
That was the first marriage. Can you imagine what the father and the mother were thinking? Well, they were both God. Agape love himself. And why I had to study this out. It meant that Adam would no longer be listening to, adhering to, communicating with, following after, clinging to his creator, the one he had been walking with in the garden, listening to, fellowshipping. No, he was going to leave all that behind and go hang out with, be one with, be a messenger of, cling to his wife, the wound man, that creature that was only flesh and bone. He was only going to do what she said. He was going to follow her. And that broke the heart of this father because of his words that he described and claimed and prophesied that this being, woman, was going to be the kind of helpmate. He could not see past the physical body, the flesh, the bone, and see it was a spiritual being inside. So I guess they got married. And they went off. Now, they didn't have any problems for a while. And I believe Adam told this helpmate woman about that tree over there, the knowledge of good and evil. And don't touch it, don't eat from it. The woman never heard that herself. She heard it from her husband. And we'll learn later. That got all confused. But here in Isaiah 61, after all of that happened, they did eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They both fell into the soul, into darkness, and they became a mess. So this loving father, who also was their mother, that's the agape love side of him. He knew how things were going to happen. He knew what to do. He had to first prophesy the condition and then tell them what he was going to do to help them in the fullness of time. So this is the prophetic words spoken out here on the earth through a human that would come to pass thousands of years later, right now, even today. So in Isaiah 61, it begins, the spirit of the Lord God is spiritually upon me, the word of God itself. Because the Lord, the heavenly father, has spiritually anointed me, the son, which was named Christ Jesus, the son of God, the word of God, agape love itself. To spiritually preach and announce, declare and speak, tell and proclaim these spiritual good tidings. This spiritual news and truth to the spiritually meek. Those who had lost courage, strength, who were deficient in knowledge and strength. They were just slaves, oppressed in the soul. Mm -hmm. The soul 
was the helpmate. The soul was considered the woman at a deep level. So problems occurred because of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's a whole nother story about a serpent, about Satan, about talking and bewitchment. Mm -hmm. So he is saying, because something happened to you, I've got to come back and help you. And I'm sending my words right now. I am prophesying to you your condition and what has to happen. So he goes on and says, that I'm going to bring some good tidings to you in my word for you and about you. I'm going to come to spiritually bind you up, restore spiritually you, spiritual man, and you that's inside the biological body of a woman. I am going to spiritually help you to come out of the darkness and slavery to your own soul. Mm -hmm. I'm going to decree this right now. I'm announcing it. I'm going to help you out of the fear of death. To the law of sin and death. To all the spiritual consequences. And its power. Because of an ancient ancestor's disobedience. When young Adam took the apple or whatever fruit from his wife after she had become bewitched through talking to this serpent who had Satan inside of him, the adversary of God, the Holy Spirit left both of them. Now they're in darkness. They had no connection to their father or mother anymore. He couldn't talk to their flesh. They were only creatures now of their soul. And their physical body. And they had sunk down into ignorance and darkness. And they became cursed. And the earth itself was cursed because of them. That's another teaching. And he says, to the spiritual captive, that's how he looked at the spirit. They had spiritually just become the tail of the soul. Followers messengers of it, when they were to be the kings and the rulers, not only of the earth, but of the government that was to come, and of their own system of spirit, soul, and body. They were a mess. That's us, humanity. That is us. The spirit was in prison, in the soul, in darkness, and ignorance. This father says to us here in Isaiah 61, I'm prophesying to you right now, decreeing and declaring, I've anointed my word, I'm coming to help you. And he tells us in Isaiah 61, our condition. So now we're going to pick up in verse two. But as I said, let's pray. Father, help us through your Holy Spirit to understand deep spiritual things that we do not know. Help us to see your heart for us, your desires, your prophetic words come alive to us, and that you have come from far away, across space and time, out of eternity and into time, 
to reach us and help us. Help us all you can, Holy Spirit, because we need it. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, here in part 12, we're going to pick up with verse number two. And it says that this anointing on the word of God that he's telling us about, that he is sending, that's here now, is to spiritually proclaim to you, announce and decree, preach the spiritually acceptable year, the age, the time of the Lord. When he spoke this out to Isaiah, fireworks were going off in the realm of the spirit, in the kingdom of heaven. The angels were singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth will come. God was decreeing and declaring it, the joy that was going to come, the happiness. Fireworks were being sent out, traveling this message. And now it's come to you. And it's going to proclaim, announce to you, tell you that the spiritual day of his vengeance against what happened illegally in bewitchment to a young child who was just a baby, who was taken into captivity through a creature named Satan, the adversary of God. Satan had been Lucifer, the light bearer, one of the three archangels. But he had such beauty his beauty began to blind him. He became jealous and hateful, desiring to control everything, the government, the system, have total control. And his thoughts and his ways and his concepts and his heart became perverse. And God heard him thinking and kicked him out, sent him down to the earth. And he was going to use that thing for his own purposes. So the declaration was coming here in Isaiah 61 to spiritually proclaim. That's what this is doing. Announce, decree, prophesy, preach the spiritual acceptable year, time, age of the Lord. And the spiritual day, the time of spiritual vengeance of the spiritual heavenly father, our God. To spiritually comfort all that spiritually mourn. He was mourning. His mother's side had been mourning. They lost their child. Their child had been trafficked, taken, kidnapped into darkness through words. You have to be very careful when you listen to people talk. Your parents, your friends, your school teachers, politicians, scientists, doctors, through words. 
will come deceit, confusion, bewitchment. Mm -hmm. And he is saying, I have been in mourning for you. My heart aches. My mother has been inside of me is crying in tears, wanting you home, wanting you back, wanting our Holy Spirit back in you. We see your captivity in your soul to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. We know all about Satan and how he abuses you and tortures you through the fear of death. We know you've forgotten about us. And we have been in mourning for you, crying and pleading that the most high God, the great king, would come and help you. For you could not help yourself. And they knew of our mourning. Our spirit was crying out in darkness. Hands were always around us and flames of fire. We had nothing but darkness. No truth, no light, no hope in our spirit. And we too were in mourning. So he has come. Isaiah 61 verse 2 is declaring, I'm decreeing to you today. I have announced this. I'm coming. To comfort all that spiritually mourn. But before he could do that, these words would give people hope. And then they still had to wait until one day a baby was born. And all of heaven opened up and sang, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to all men. A baby came with the Holy Spirit who would pay the price for all of humanity, who would become the bearer of this good news. That's right. Who was that? That was Christ Jesus. Right now, here in Isaiah, thousands and thousands of years before that young baby came to earth, the words were decreed in heaven, spoken out. Fireworks were shooting off, and they do right now when I preach and teach these words. He is proclaiming to you. He's going to come. He has come, and he is here. His father's heart, his mother's heart is here to comfort you spiritually who mourn. If you want his arms to hold you. If you want to be in this powerful, wonderful celebration of life and comfort and hope, just say, yes, I want that. The door's already been opened for you. All that had to be paid was paid. The law has been satisfied. Justice was given. A bridge was rebuilt. And these words in Isaiah 61 have been fulfilled on earth. And they are now coming to you, for you, to tell you, come on out of your prison and join 
the celebration. No more mourning for your spirit, having your father and mother back, being born again as a brand new spiritual creation. And that old you that was birthed and born, perverted from the ancient Adam will dissipate, pass away, and will never exist again. You will be born. And here's your celebration. All of heaven is waiting. The angels are waiting to meet you. And that is what Isaiah 61 verse 2 is showing us and telling us. It's about having a father back. Being back in the family. Having the father himself come and do what we could not do for ourselves. All of heaven can see their joy, their fireworks, the excitement to meet you. To celebrate with you and him as a father and a child. That is verse number two. And I'm not going to go any further because verse number three gets deeper and deeper. But you have to learn that this God first prophesied spoke, decreed his heart's desires, his way of doing things, your need spiritually. And they were prophetic words that would be fulfilled. Today, in your hearing, this word of Isaiah is fulfilled. Accept it. Join in. Become new and creation. A new child, all the old, ick, the hopelessness, all your mourning is over. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have never, ever left us. You made a way. You provided our help to us. You anointed your word. You put it inside of the young man named Christ Jesus. And you sent him to be one of us, to pay the price we owed. And now here we are, years and years since that day, up on the hill of Golgotha. Father, your fireworks are still. Every time a new one believes in you, comes to you spiritually, the fireworks go off in heaven. A new child is born again out of the soul, taken out of the adversary's hands, of free to be loved by you. Back in the family, back in the kingdom, back as royal ones. Father, thank you for your prophetic words through Isaiah that even today, they are being fulfilled in their ears. In the name of Christ Jesus, the Lamb of God, who brought forth the new creatures unto you, Father, so that all of heaven and your heart can rejoice and be filled with love and peace and joy and no longer mourning. 
for what was lost from you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, see you in part number 13 of Isaiah 61 and 62. A father's heart, a father's desires, and prophetic words. This was the foundational scriptures that I used to study God, learn about him, and would send out in the my dear spiritual child letter all around the world. And now it's going out here on a video all around the world. And it will be here long after I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So welcome. These fireworks are for you. We are all so happy to have you back home, a new creature out of the darkness, the prison cells of death, held captive by Satan. Mm -hmm. Welcome home. Welcome home. And God bless you. Bye-bye.